You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Yeah, it is a bit loud. Mm. We are live, though. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Sean Ross managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulSelect.com. Right before this show, I did a Q&A podcast over at Fightful Select. I will be doing a UFC rankings breakdown. Also, we have some uh, new show ideas. We're doing the Fightful Weekender podcast this weekend. I'm filming another retro review, Great American Bash, 1996. A very unique time in pro wrestling. It is between when Hall and Nash debuted and when the NWO formed. Like I said, a very unique time in WCW and wrestling in general. And we are in a very unique time in wrestling in general. Because Jimmy Van is moving. Moved. Moved. Move. Past tense. Only for five years, you were given $1 billion to move, I understand. It's insanity. And we're going we're gonna to get to it, and it's insanity. But uh, I want to start off by saying, Sean, happily, that my cat did not piss on any furniture, my friend. <laughs> it's the little things in life. It is. It is. I was really concerned, you know. I bought new furniture for a new house. I had a cat in the past whose name was Cat. And the, and, and the cat in the past, whenever she was stressed out, she would piss all over my furniture. And, dude, you know this. Cat urine? Oh, yeah. It might be the most potent smell of all time. And as a matter of fact, if there was ever... Nigel's nodding because he agrees. So if, is Melissa. <laughs> and, and so is Melissa. If there, if there is ever another world war, Sean, whatever country figures out how to put cat urine into a chemical bomb, they're going to win. <laughs> Oh yeah, we we I mean, have a steam we have a steam cleaner for that purpose. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Matter of fact, my IT guy was telling me on the weekend that they had a brand new leather sofa and they threw it out because their cat pissed on it. It's yeah. it's a potent, powerful, my deadly deals over here. We we don't allow allow cats in this office for that reason. Right. You never right. know what'll happen. So I was very nervous because uh, some of the areas of my house don't have they're not in rooms with doors, they're open concept. So you have no choice. And uh, I put tinfoil on the top. You ever heard that story? You put tinfoil on it, right? Melissa, again, is nodding. See, she's with it. So uh, I, I did the tinfoil thing, and I haven't even seen a crinkle on the tinfoil, Melissa. So that tells me that he hasn't even made an attempt, Sean. So do you sit on the tinfoil? <laughs> so far, no one has, Sean. 
This is furniture not being used currently because of tinfoil. It's like right my now. grandparents used to put plastic on all their furniture. Yes. This new generation with the tinfoil. With the tinfoil, yeah. But uh, no, we're five days in, and as far as I know, there's been no accidents, so that's a positive. Are you completely moved in yet? Um, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Am I living there? Yes. Are we unpacked? Yeah. No. I mean, I've been living here for seven years, and am I unpacked? Not really. So that's concerning. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't. I don't believe it's going to take me seven years to unpack, Sean. It might. It but might. It's, it's still been a pain in the ass. I want to uh, start today by talking about Owen Hart. Yeah. And I want to throw this to Nigel and Melissa. So I got to tell you. I ran into Melissa this morning at Tim Hortons, and we're going to be talking about Tim Hortons during the Stupid People segment, Sean. But okay. I ran. Oh I ran, yeah, we are. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, no. Separate, separate, separate. Hey, you know I'm a Tim's fan. Look at I got my coffee. I'm a Tim's fan. But I ran into Melissa there. She bought me my breakfast sandwich this morning, and I said to Melissa, "Are you are you uh, producing with Nigel today?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, "Your mic better work because I'm going to be throwing stuff to you on purpose just to see how you respond." So my follow first... her on Twitter at IRL underscore tweener. <laughs> Perhaps my favorite thing about Fightful is her learning wrestling terminology from scratch. There you go. It's my... been a wild ride. My first yeah. question is, Melissa, do you know who Owen Hart is? Yes. Sort of. uh, okay, what do you what do you know? I know what he looks like and I know he's a wrestler. That's about it. Okay, I think we might be on on, on a different page. Well, so Well let me let me ask you. Yeah. Is he a nugget? I have no idea. Is, okay. He's not a nugget. <laughs> You're, you guys are laughing. You don't even know why. That, that's a Jeff, a Jeff Jarrett reference from, uh, from a while ago. So do you know what happened to Owen Hart? No. Okay. So you might be thinking of Bret Hart, potentially. So Owen Hart, today is May 23rd. 19 years ago today, Owen Hart fell to his death uh, at the Over the Edge pay-per-view due, oh. during, during an elaborate entrance where he was the blue blazer. He was supposed to come from the ceiling. Uh, was he uh, on a fence? Wall it, no, it was a it was a, a walkout, oh, okay. and he was supposed to be lowered on cables into the ring, and there was a malfunction, and he fell fifty feet uh, to his death. Ooh. And uh, ironically enough, today is the nineteenth anniversary, so I wanted to bring up Owen Hart. Uh, Sean, do you remember where you were when that happened? No, because I, I didn't have a lot of pay per view capability then, but I heard about it the following morning mm. at school. Actually, a lot of my friends told me about what happened and I was like wow that's a shitty angle why would they do that you know I was I was a child yep. I was like 13 and yep. I just couldn't believe it um he yeah, was, it was he was he was ult- the ultimate guy I love to hate he was you're not going to find one person that's going to shit on Owen Hart even 19 years later everybody loved him he was the king of the ribs uh for Nigel and Melissa rib means a joke and uh, he played them on the wrestlers all the time. The, the classic one is the Stu Hart one, where he called Stu Hart, pretending to be Reg Parks. Have you heard this one, Sean? Yeah. Pretending to be Reg Parks, who was an old wrestler. And Stu Hart, that was Owen's dad, got so pissed off that he was standing up in the room going, if you wanted to try me, why didn't you try me? And he was ready to go to the hotel lobby to fight Reg Parks, and it was Owen Hart the whole time Stu Hart with one of the great voices of all time <laughs> That's true. If, if you wanted to test me can <laughs> you test me I was watching uh, Over the Edge live when that happened and I always thought just like you did why they even bothered to do a stunt like that I know yeah. that he did that during the day he practiced it during the day and, and it worked okay but he also didn't want to do it uh, I know Bret Hart has always said if I had been there I would have told him not to do it 
so it was one of those sad things that happened. But uh, uh, he again, he's one of the all-time greats, I think, loved by everybody. I want to make, a, a, on a side note, his widow Martha created the Owen Hart Foundation 19 years ago after he passed. Uh, they raise money for education, affordable housing, and foreign aid. They do an annual fundraiser in Calgary every year. And this year, it's going to be on November 30th, featuring Alec Baldwin. They do a lot of celebrity tie-in. It's going to yes. be on November 30th. And tickets for that go on sale tomorrow, May 24th, through Ticketmaster. So if you live in Calgary uh, or if you just really want to be there, tickets go on sale tomorrow, and it's on November 30th. So Really thought Owen Hart was world champion quality. I thought that he was just the, like I said, the ultimate guy you love to hate. I don't know if anybody has done it quite as well as him since. I mean, behind the scenes, he was the best. Am I too loud, Nigel? Okay. Behind the scenes, he was the best at making others around him happy. I've heard a lot of stories about, you know, the old school trick, Sean, where the heel would have a foreign object under their uh, pit. And they would use the foreign object and then they would stuff it in their armpit and they would go to the referee like this. Yeah. And the referee would be like, well, I don't see anything. So apparently Owen Hart did that with a, t- with a Kleenex one time. So he hit, I think it was Edge and Christian, he hit them with the Kleenex. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then he put it under his pit and he went like that. And then he raised his arms and the Kleenex went floating down to the mat. <laughs> so he, he would do stuff like that in order to keep guys, uh, keep guys smiling. So. Oh, yeah. Often they, they would talk about how he would perform for the wrestlers in the back as opposed yes. to the, the fans in the seats. It's true. It's true. Yep. So so uh, so kudos to him. I also want to mention Matt Capitelli because I saw the post from his wife, Lindsay. So uh, anybody not familiar, Matt Capitelli, he was the winner of season three of Tough Enough with John Morrison back in the early 2000s. Uh, in 2005, he was under contract with WWE and he was working in their developmental OVW when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, had to retire from wrestling because of that. They were able to remove it with surgery. He was in remission for many years. Last summer, it returned much more aggressive and inoperable. I think he was given a five-year life sentence, essentially, at that time. And uh, his wife, Lindsay, just posted uh, about a week ago on uh, social media that apparently he's not doing very well. He can't talk. He's having trouble eating. He sleeps most of the time. So I want to give a shout-out to him because he's had a hell of a fight going back now some 15 years. Yeah, it's kind of tragic how that that has all played out for him because uh-huh. he had such potential, and uh, I'm pretty sure his last match actually was an OVW championship match. He was OVW heavyweight champion and had to vacate the title because of his uh, brain tumor. So, right, right. Uh, and the, he has a, we have a lot of mutual friends because of the Kentucky connection because he essentially lived in Kentucky for a while because of that deal. So, uh, all the best to him, for sure, for sure. Uh, I guess we'll get into the rights fee, Sean. Now, the the last week, I have been spending a lot of my time moving and stuff, and I haven't been as plugged in as I normally would be, but uh, this rice field stuff is insane. The Four domino of- fall, uh, fell last night I, at about 1 in the morning, actually. Are you talking about the UFC deal? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've, got, I've got it all, so uh, I want to talk about it. So last week on this podcast, we talked about the ESPN Plus deal for UFC. Uh, and about how that was going to bode well for WWE because that had nothing to do with UFC's regular rights. It was just rights for a streaming service for, what is it, 15 shows a year, Sean? Yes. Okay. Uh, and it was like $150 million a year, and we were talking about how this is going to bode real well for WWE on their next rights fees contract. Since that news, it was reported that UFC has now signed their, their rights with ESPN for their regular television rights for another $150 million. So they're going to be getting a total of $300 million a year between the two. Uh, what were they getting on their, on their Fox deal? Was it 150 
I'd have to look, but I know that they rejected a Fox deal for two hundred million, considering or uh, saying that that was a lowball offer. Right. Okay, I think they were getting around 150, so so they're going to be getting 300. I know that the new owners of uh, UFC they had claimed that they wanted closer to 400, but I think in reality 300 is probably. I think they're happy with that. I think. Mm-hmm. Here's where things are insane, Sean. Uh, in terms of WWE, on May 16th, a guy by the name of Matthew Baloney from the Hollywood Reporter posted it on Twitter. I hope I'm saying his name right. Baloney. <laughs> Bellany. Here's Bellany. <laughs> I heard Nigel snickering, so maybe it's Bellany, but uh, it's B-E-L-L-O-N-I, Nigel. I, so, I don't know. I just, baloney? I, I'm a child, so I just I know lie. you are. I know you are. And Sean is stone-faced through the whole thing. That's amazing. So I'm, anyway. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of amazed that this crafty way a sponsor made our way made its way to the up. chat. What just happened? A, a, a website called OMG.com, which sells like cultured i don't know what the hell they sell popped into our super chat and if you plug something in our chat it's going to get deleted but they did a super chat where they donated two dollars to say keep up the good work and post their link are you so it's it's a bot (laughs) it's probably a bot probably a bot i bet you the two dollars is going to be charged back as fraud (laughs) we'll take the two dollars and you all can go check out their shitty egg gurry we'll take it until it's charged back by uh by youtube but anyway so let's just call him matthew from the Hollywood Reporter, he posted on May 16th that NBC Universal was planning to keep Raw, but they were expecting that the deal was going to be so big, and uh, they were expecting three times the current value, and for that reason, they were going to let SmackDown go. That was on the 16th. Five days later, on May 21st, the Hollywood Reporter reported that WWE and Fox are close to finalizing a five-year deal worth $205 million a year, so a total of a little over a billion dollars over five years that would see the show move to Friday night starting in October of next year. Now, speculation is that Raw might earn the company $400 million a year by itself with NBC Universal. You add in the $200 million plus with uh, Fox, and they're looking at a total package size of $600 million a year, twice the UFC's rights fees contract, Sean, starting in, starting in October of next year. This is lunacy. Lunacy. And I was talking to Sean earlier on Skype. Two years ago, who could have ever seen this coming? Two years ago, the UFC in popularity was far ahead of WWE, not only in terms of, say, pay-per-view revenue and stuff like that, but advertiser popularity, advertiser perception, network popularity perception. They were far ahead of WWE uh, in, in those respects. Now, here we are two years later. We know UFC has struggled. They haven't been able to make new stars. Their pay-per-view buy rates are dropping off if they don't have Conor McGregor on the card or, I guess, Daniel Cormier to a, to a lesser degree. Did yeah. you ever think that two years after there was such a shift in popularity, WWE would be getting double the rights fees that UFC is going to get? To me, it's insane. What do you think? It is insane. Uh, UFC will retain their pay-per-view and their fight pass stuff, but... Uh, yeah, but WWE has the network. ES, ESPN, yes, exactly. ESPN will also uh, probably pay them more than they would make on a lot of low-level pay-per-views. Yes, yes. UFC's deal with Fox was roughly $100 million per year. This is something that we've talked about before, about the perception of wrestling fans, yep. their their quality of life and what they will and won't pay for. And it yeah. looks like WWE put their foot down and said, we have not been getting what we bring in as as it pertains to advertisers and eyeballs, and that's going to change. So I, 
hey, good for them for doing that because honestly, they probably should have had a bigger rights deal long ago. But there was always that perception, and we talked about it, about how like NASCAR or soccer or even you know other other sports that don't do the numbers wrestling does get higher ad rates per person yeah. because the the perception that wrestling fans are poor and won't spend money on anything but wrestling. Yep. Something that David Bixenspan has brought up is the quality of ads that you see on a Raw have really, really increased since the Saturday night's main event days. A lot of it has to do with when they decided to go PG. And, yeah. and and they decided to go PG for that reason. And 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 since then we've seen them sign deals with like Mars and and stuff like that. And that's the reason that they did it. When you consider that last year WWE made 180 million all in off NBC Everything. Universal. And what now we're just talking domestically. We're not talking UK and India and all that. But domestically they did 180 million. They're going to do potentially 600 million uh, on their next contract it's lunacy and and you know something else that that i i can't help but think of and there's a lot of layers to this and we're going to go over all of them when before they did their last contract this man did that shareholder meeting you remember this and this man promised his shareholders we're going to double our rights and if we don't double our rights because he was talking to a specific shareholder if we don't double our rights you can punch me in the stomach do you remember that yeah so then they negotiate the new deal they did not double their rights and one of the reasons that they didn't double their rights is because on that last contract, NBC Universal was not making that back in advertising money, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when that's when we started looking at okay, there are other reasons why they pay that money aside from what they get back in advertising. They pay that money because it's DVR proof, uh, and a lot of other programming is not. They pay that push money push up their averages. Yep, does a lot that's of right. things. USA wanted it because USA's slogan forever was we're the number one network on cable. And you take Raw out of the equation, and I, I, I remember one time, uh, I think Dave Melcher did the math. You take them out, and they were like number eight or something. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted Raw for that reason. They also wanted Raw as a lead-in so they could promote their own in-house shows and, and put them on so after Raw. got me Raw. the burn notice back in the day. Right, exactly. So there's a lot What's of other reasons. Fighter? There's a lot of other reasons why they'd be paying this kind of money. On top of that, if you look at ESPN as an example, these networks make a lot of money from the cable providers, and, and a lot of people don't realize this. They're not providing their content on, say, Time Warner Cable for free. Time Warner Cable is paying them a rate in order to have the right to their content. Uh, and I know in the case of ESPN, when they did a bunch of layoffs in the last year that, that had casualties like Jonathan Coachman, the reason they did it is because of cable churn and because people were dropping ESPN as a, cable, uh, as a, cable, as a channel on cable and they weren't getting as much revenue from that and that led to them having to cut a bunch of uh, staff from their network. This is another thing. If live content is essentially DVR proof, that means that, you're, that USA is still going to be an in-demand channel. Fox is still going to be an in-demand network. Uh, and, that's, and that's the reason why when people look at this and say, why the hell are they paying $600 million, which I still think is an overpay. Um, but this is why they're doing it because they project that as time goes on, live content is going to become more and more valuable. They want to lock it down while they can. Uh, I just think it's an, an incredible amount of money. I actually was looking up Fox programming because the word is that uh, SmackDown is going to move to Friday nights when this deal kicks in, October of next year. I know, Sean, that you were talking with some guys, Jeff, on Smack, post-SmackDown and stuff about is it going to be live or taped. I think there's no question it's going to be live. There's, oh, no, there's no question. That's the reason why they're doing this. They're doing it yes. because they want live content. It's going to be live. And I know people are going to say, oh, what about lo- the logistics with the production trucks? You're getting $200 million a year. 
Exactly. They're going to make it work. You know what, what I mean? What about the logistics of having 50 men in a Royal Rumble match? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Work. Exactly. That's... They're going to make it work. Now, let me throw this at you, Sean. Last Friday on Fox, because I, I, I looked this up, Fox aired from 8 to 10 p.m., which will probably be SmackDown's time slot, Master Chef Jr. I know Nigel's a big fan because he's nodding and smiling. Master Chef Jr., they aired from 8 to 10. They did 3.27 million viewers, and they did a 0.8 rating in the adult 1849 demo. And that's the demo that's important to advertisers, is the adult 1849 demo. SmackDown last week did 2.3 million viewers on USA Network and a 0.7 rating in adults 18 to 49. My question is, what is Fox hoping for or expecting out of SmackDown? Because in theory, MasterChef Junior and SmackDown are pretty comparable in terms of what advertisers care about. There's no fucking way MasterChef Junior is getting 200 million a year. Well, they, they definitely expected to do better than Master Chef the Third, or else they would lose <laughs> that shit. Seventy six thousand commercials over five years, roughly, is what what we're gonna see. So they're gonna have to make up some money there. They're going to try to do a lot of cross promotion, NFL, right? Uh, right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that stuff. Mike, man, there's just so many aspects. And you know, WWE's always had this fetish for being on network TV, and they've never really been on weekly network tv until now and the thing you is mean cw wasn't a real network sean yeah or or upn oh yeah what UPN. did that even stand for united i don't know exactly. something network programming network i don't know and now being on network tv means probably less than ever yeah but fox is still one of the big four they they are it, but yeah. if this were if they were on smackdown on fox weekly on thursdays 20 years ago, boy, it would have meant a lot more. Now, it would have meant a lot more money, but it would have meant a lot more. I agree. Um, yeah. I'm very interested to see how this play. I mean, because cord cutters will have the option to watch SmackDown now. Uh, yep. If you have an antenna, you log on to like Fox Live or whatever.com. There's yep. usually a stream. The apps, everything. Yep. yep. Yeah. They, so that will open that up. And you know, there's a lot of questions about the A show. There's a lot of people – I had some people upset that I wouldn't assume the quality of SmackDown 16 months from now because I don't know what Fox is going to say about the quality of this show. They may have went into this and they said, you give us top-notch level shit. And now let's, let's talk about that. So I actually yeah. – on my list this week, Sean, I actually wrote, will the product go to shit as one of, <laughs> as, as, as one of my headlines because I yeah. knew people were going to be concerned about that. So I understand that some wrestling fans are concerned. That when you're getting so much guaranteed money, so much guaranteed money, that this man's motivation is going to become even less than what it is now, and that we're going to see a lot more Bobby Lashley sister segments. Which I, what did you call it? Uh, the night that wrestling died for? Yes. What were the uh, first the three? Lesnar versus Goldberg one, or actually two. Um, that was that was the Survivor Series match. I didn't mind that match. What was wrong with well, that? Well, in retro in retrospect, it's all right. Okay. The, the quick win. Yeah. Then there was Jinder Mahal winning the title. Yes. And then there's this most recent backlash. Okay, I'm, okay, fair. Okay, good. Basically, it is is it a is a compilation of Alex Pawlowski's overreactions. I got it. I got it. Now I haven't seen the Rob Post show. Did he wear a mask again? Yes, he did. He did. Okay, because that was really bad. That was yeah. Bad. It was it was terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. So anyway, I understand that people are concerned from a fan perspective, from a creativity perspective, that the show is going to get even worse. But the first thing that I thought of when I saw this deal on this kind of money, do you remember? when they were doing all the stuff with Muhammad Hassan and the network stepped in and more or less forced Vince McMahon to write off the character 
because they oh, were yeah yeah right? they had terrorists on their program and they were having them portrayed terrorists yes they had him wearing masks they had him doing the 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 knife throw sign that's one the... for Nigel to look into oh and for Trick <laughs> Ten Nigel will the, love the day it. of the London bombings they had masked men with piano wires yes. come out and help a perceived Muslim guy that had been complaining about the 9-11 attacks right. choke out a dude and kidnap him. Even though he was really Italian. Serious? Yeah, the guy's really yeah. Italian, but they pretended he was Muslim. Oh, God. But anyway, uh, when I think of that, and when I think of the fact that the network had the authority to tell this man essentially to write off a character, I also remember in the past, you remember Bonnie Hammer? Of course. So anybody not familiar, Bonnie Hammer was the head of NBC Universal for a while. I don't know if she still is. Maybe she was the head of USA Network. Yeah, in, uh, USA. Instrumental okay. in a lot of success in WWE. Yeah, so Bonnie Hammer and Miss Man were tight for, for years and years, and she had say. And she could tell Miss Man, I don't like this, change this. I don't like that, change that. You think that if Fox is paying $200 million a year and uh, USA, uh, NBC Universal is paying $400 million a year, that they're not going to want to have some kind of say in the programming? So, exactly. And personally, I look at this and who, you know, WWE loves the troll culture and the psych, we got you type of thing sometimes. Like we see that all the time. If I'm WWE right now, I don't go that way. They're afraid of heat, as Jeff has mentioned. They're really afraid of real heat. I mean, public heat. Or else we, like, no, like, I mean, heat on their program. Oh, like, they're I afraid. They're afraid of like maybe some politically incorrect heat, probably the most edgy thing they've done is the Alexa Bliss Nia Jax thing in recent memory I would go the complete other way and a lot of people say oh you can't always get the fans what you want well yeah there was a four year Hulk Hogan run that did them pretty well and if you're just like what's their motivation well their motivation is to get more people interested in the product get more people to say I like what I'm watching I'm having fun watching this I'm satisfied watching this and now to get asses in the seats because why not if you're already making this money off rights fees, let's go ahead and get some network subscriptions. Let's go ahead and get some more asses in the seats. Let's not just worry about, well, this one guy wants this one thing. Let's creatively satisfy the audience and grow your business even more. That, that's what I would hope they would do as, respon as a responsible business. So my expectation is that's not going to happen short term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think short term, this, I, I personally think this man has not been motivated in several years. And I think that things are going to just get worse short term because now he's going to have so much money. You only need so much money, Sean. Yeah. Get, oh, yeah, you, I know. You get to the point with what the hell are you even going to do Actually, with it anymore? Actually, I, I don't know and I can't relate. But if you <laughs> change that for me, that's always an option. Let's keep talking about this. So, uh, <laughs> so but, but it, I, I think short term, Vista Man is going to, I think we're going to continue seeing segments like the Lashley Sister segment short term. I think we're going to keep seeing angles that are forgotten. We're going to keep seeing them not listening to the fans. Everything creatively that people complain about short-term, I think we're going to keep seeing it. But I think that once those contracts go into effect, if the ratings aren't there, if the 18-49 to 49 rating isn't there, uh, they're definitely going to hear about it, and that will motivate them to change things up. And so I'm not too concerned long-term about creative. I am short-term. Long-term, I think they're going to get it together. One other thing I want to talk about here, because uh, this has come up a few times. I've been reading some I, stuff on I social media. I just want media. to sneak this in before we get there. Uh, yeah. Apparently, 30 fights or 30 cards on the UFC on ESPN deal and 12 UFC pay-per-view prelim fights, which also indicates that UFC will be doing 12 pay-per-views annually now as opposed to 13. Also, uh, the um, 
contender series on ESPN Plus. No mention at all of the Ultimate Fighter. It's about goddamn time. Yeah, it's running scores. It's running yes. scores. I want to talk about talent raises because yeah, I've I've, about it. I've seen people on social media saying, "What about the talent? What about the talent?" Now, the first thing I want to say is I really hope that WWE has learned uh, from the UFC. And I know this man is living in a bubble and he doesn't follow anything and he doesn't have a clue what's going on. It's the truth. It is the truth. But I think Triple H has his finger on the pulse. They, they think- once joked that Vince didn't remember that Luke Gallows was Festus and that Luke Gallows backstage was like, please do not tell him. I heard that that's the truth, that he really it forgot. Is. He really it forgot. Is. I mean – it's just it's a, it's a little bit of a joke, but it yeah, is true. It is true. Yeah, yeah. I think he's in a bubble. I think half the celebrities that they book, he doesn't even know who the hell they are. Now, half of and them he, they book, he, I don't know who they are. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, let's talk about the talent. So going back to the UFC, in case anybody's listening to this that they're wrestling fans and they don't follow the UFC, the UFC sold to WME, which is a talent agency, for four billion dollars. Before they sold for $4 billion, they introduced a Reebok sponsorship contract. And what that essentially did was took money out of the fighters' pockets and put it into the UFC's pockets. That's essentially what happened. And barely any. Barely any, into the fighters' pockets. Then when they got the, the when they were acquired for $4 billion, they basically did nothing for the talent. They didn't really change anything in terms of pay structure. The guys are still making what they were always making. They brought them to Vegas for a week. Right, that's right. Where Angela Magana got punched in the fucking face by Cyborg. Right. Wow, what a perk. (laughs) (laughs) So it really hit morale, and a lot of fighters came out and said, I had a relationship with Dana White. I don't know these new people, and I don't care kind of thing. Uh, and it really affected morale. And I am going to just believe that because Hunter is involved and because Hunter was a talent, that they're not going to make that same mistake. So I'm going to give you my opinion as to what I would do. Uh, first and foremost, now that the business model has shifted, and 20, 30 years ago, live events was a bread and butter. That's where they made their money. You would watch TV. You would see a, a, tal- a top talent against an enhancement guy. And then they would say, if you want to see that top talent go against this other top talent, you got to come out to the Cops Coliseum on Saturday in yeah. Hamilton, right? That was, that was their business model. It's completely shifted. If I'm Miss McMahon, you want your talent healthy for your TV. Exactly. Who, right? Who gives, priority number one. Priority number one. Who gives a shit if you're, if you're going to get 4,000 people in Albany on, on Friday night? You want them Albany healthy for your TV. You get what I'm saying, right? So the first thing that I would do is I would cut down on the live schedule. Yeah, they, not, they don't make any giant amount of money off of that, from what I understand. Anyway, I'd have to take a look at the, the numbers, but they do okay. It's 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 still a it's still a they do a, a revenue stream, right? And I'm not but su- I mean, they wouldn't have to run any live events if they didn't want to. No, but I'm not suggesting they do that. Exactly. exactly. Because a lot of the talent, like Daniel Bryan, comes to mind. A lot of the talent likes the live events because they have freedom on the live yes, events. And Chris Jericho even said on his podcast, I wanted to come back and just do live events. Batista too. Batista too, because they have freedom and because they still have a passion for what they do. I'm not saying eliminate them. What I'm saying is instead of running Toronto three times a year, maybe you run it twice, right? Exactly. Instead of the guys on the road five days a week, including travel days, maybe they're on the road four days a week. Maybe they're doing TV on Monday, TV on Tuesday for the other teams, uh, pay-per-views on Sunday, maybe one other day kind of thing. Right. On top of that, what's it going to hurt WWE if they cover hotel and car rentals? What's it going to hurt? Exactly. Right. Oh, also a little bit of a little bit of a sneaky exclusive. From what I understand, WWE does not plan on running Christmas and Christmas Eve this year, or at least it's not on their schedule right now. 
Because, I mean, that was a big uproar backstage last year. They were not happy. Yeah, but that's a minor thing, Sean. And, and again, back in the back in the 80s, 70s, Christmas was, was one of the big holidays. It ain't, it ain't then anymore, though. No, you're it's right. And they are you're a right. TV company. Yeah. And they have the week off leading up to that. They are going to run the December 26th show, though. Those are big live events At for MSG, them. right? I, yeah. yeah. MSG and I think Chicago, they're doing that annually now. Okay. They're splitting it up, and they're doing Allstate and MSG. Okay. So what I would do, again, if it was me, I would cut down on the live event schedule. Maybe maybe three shows a week instead of four. That's number one. Even two a week some weeks. That's number one. Number two, I would pay for their hotel and rental car. And I know, again, talking to guys or reading books like Dan O'Brien's book where he talked about how developmental – I don't know if they still do now, but they used to have hotel and rental cars paid for if you're yes. on a developmental contract. And Dan O'Brien would talk about how he would ride with some of the developmental guys because it was covered, right? Mm-hmm. So I would, I would take care of that. And then the third thing I would do, Sean, and we've talked about this before, is I would implement time off cycles where I would give a guy six weeks off, two months off on some kind of a rotation once or twice a year because, number one, they come back rejuvenated, they come back excited, and they come back hot because the TV audience hasn't seen them in a while. Yeah. So I would absolutely do that. And I think that if they did something as simple as, as that stuff, it's not a ton of money coming out of WWE's pocket. And you're going to have a happier talent roster, especially when you consider that that roster is going to be looking at that thinking they're making three times the money and where's, where's my piece? Yeah. Because they're going to be thinking it. Of course they will. And a a way to not give, not have to raise the pay going forward is like you said, take care of hotel, take care of the rental and time off off helps time off helps so much. I mean, a lot of WWE wrestlers get paid above what I think that most people perceive that they do. Like, they, they live very, very well. The top but, guys do. I mean, all of them do pretty pretty well. They're, they're living pretty well, uh, but... You think Bo Dallas is, uh, is having a good time? Yeah. You think Bo yeah, Dallas is. is having a good time? Yes, that Bo Dallas is doing well for himself. Define yes. well. Oh, let's see. He's a 26-year-old who's been on the main roster for... Oh, what, four years doing nothing? Yeah, he's doing pretty well for himself. Okay, Sean, I'm going to tell you a story. He's doing well for himself to be there. I'm going to tell you a story, Sean. And this is going to define my point. I know you love my stories, and I know our our listeners love my stories. So so let me tell you this one. My wife, and this is a lot of people, but my wife is an example. She used to take her car for an oil change, right, to a town like 45 minutes away from our house. Yeah. And it's because she's always done that, right? And one day she was going to do that oil change, and I said to her, there's a Mr. Lube, which is like a Canadian uh, chain. There's a Mr. Lube around the corner. Why the hell don't you go to the Mr. Lube instead of going, you know, 30 to 45 minutes out of your way? Well, but they have a deal. I'm going to save 20 bucks. (laughs) And I said to my wife, what is your time worth? You can go around the corner five minutes, pay an extra $20, or you can waste 30 minutes one way, 30 minutes back, and, and, and save yourself 20 bucks. And that kind of flipped a switch in her mind. And now she understands that your time is of value. Bo Dallas is on the road 250 to 300 days a year, Sean. Who gives a shit if he makes 200 grand a year? Him. He's, uh, I get that they love it. I get that they love it, okay? But at the end of the day, when he looks at what did I actually take home for the year? I was on the road 200 and some days a year. I paid for my own hotels. I paid for my own rental cars. I paid for my own food. How much did I take home? Probably not as much as you think, Right? That's why I think that if the company did something so, to them, little, but big for the talent, like hotels, like rental cars, they could give them a per diem for food. Hell, I did it for our guys that went to Buffalo for UFC. Yeah. I, I gave them a per diem, 
right? If they did something like that, that would go so far with that talent, Sean. So they need to do. Oh, stuff I'm sure like it would. I'm yeah. sure it would. I mean, some of these wrestlers are doing just better than what I think a lot of people expect that they would be doing. Not to say that they shouldn't be making more. They should be making. I'm more. sure Roman they Reigns makes like two and a half a year, but that you know he's he's been in a main event four years in a row. Yeah. I hope it. He should. Yeah, he should. But, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of things that should change and hopefully will change, and I'm cautiously optimistic about everything moving forward, but there's a lot of talk about the A show right now. We still don't know what Raw is going to get. They're looking at $400 million a year. That's what it looks like. It's Be insane. Nice. It's insane. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, well, no, they won't get that much because that's twice as much as SmackDown. Well, they're three hours. That's 33% time difference right there that's right they are the a show and it's going to be on monday night they're not moving raw anywhere no they're not no no it's going to happen and it's and again i can't help but think about nbcu's excuse for what they offered them on their last contract about oh we're not making the money back in advertiser uh fees and everything like that now they're going to pay them 400 million dollars a year yeah it's insane sean but you know what good for wwe yeah Yeah, good good for them to be hopefully good for us too yeah Good for us was all the interviews that we had throughout the spring that caused me to lose track of the Conan and Sammy Callahan talk that I had. This clip I've had in the can for quite a while. Conan isn't even with the goddamn company anymore, Jimmy. Thanks for putting fresh content on the sh- on the site, Sean. Appreciate it. Hot dog. Hey, you all are going to get some more of it. I found a bunch of stuff that... Uh, Do you have any interviews from the Iron Sheik circa 88 you want to throw up on Fightful? Or, uh... Well, I wish I did because I'm pretty sure that's about the time he got popped for cocaine, yeah? <laughs> that might have been, yeah. So there we go. Check out this clip of Sammy Callahan and Conan. Sammy, you've worked a little bit of everywhere, or at least been seen on TV a little bit of everywhere over the last year. How is that different from a couple of years ago? Because it didn't seem like that was an option for for virtually anybody a few years ago, let alone uh, the the number of wrestlers that are doing it now. Well, wrestling's changing right now. Uh, The time and age of the territories of people working against each other is it's at its all-time end. Like, it's not going to happen anymore. Wrestling has to change. I think Impact finally realizes that. I think the wrestling world is starting to realize that. WWE, like it or not, has a monopoly on wrestling, and they might always have. But there can be a true alternative if everyone else works together. It just shows the amount of wrestling fans there are in the world. Last year for WrestleMania weekend, there was 200,000 people in Orlando but only, what, 80,000 went to WrestleMania? So there was an equal amount of people, if not more, there just to do all the other events, the conventions, watch all the other shows. So it's a really cool time to be a professional wrestler. And me, personally, being able to show up everywhere, I think it kind of helps my character. It helps my gimmick to the fact that I am the worldwide desperado. You never know where I'm going to show up. I'm blazing trails and being a cowboy. And that's what I'm always going to be. And right now, where I am in my life, being able to wrestle for Impact, Lucha Underground, sometimes New Japan, you never know where I'm going to show up. And I always like to have that allure about me. And Conan, you've had your hands dipped in, in several promotions as well. Like, what do you think about about the changes that have been made <clears throat> in that regard? Bro, I've been advocating that people should be working together for years. It's been, you know, I've always been a guy that's tried to break the exploitation and the monopoly that there is in wrestling. And it's just, you know, like, for example, I remember one time when I was working for Crash, we did this thing with the Hardy Boys. And just because the referee, uh, I think it was maybe Marty Elias, had shown up on Crash uh, and, and they showed that match on, on Impact, they sent them a cease and desist letter 
And so we actually digitalized the referee's face, and it was that petty. It's like, really, dude, that's what you're, you're, you're getting mad about? We should all be fighting. We should all be uniting because at the end of the day, we're all fighting for breadcrumbs, you know, and if, um, and if we all get together, we can make a big pie, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that finally Impact is working with AAA and, and uh, everybody's starting to kind of work together because, like, you know, now the power's in the wrestler's hands and people like – you know, Sammy and, and uh, the Young Bucks and Joy Ryan and, you know, Ricochet before he went to WWE were clear examples of that. You can make, you know, Matt Riddle, you can make really good, the Lucha Brothers, you can make really good money, you know. Uh, and so now the power's gone back to the wrestler. And I think promotions have recognized that unless they start, you know, uh, being more just and fair in the way that they work with talent, that talent isn't going to want to work with them. I'm dealing with a rental, all right? right? We're, we're back on the air. <laughs> Okay. Jimmy, time. are you a fan of Wave Runner 64? <laughs> <laughs> that has something to do with jet Wave, skis, doesn't Wave it? Wave Race 64. It's a video game on Nintendo 64. Oh, does it? Okay. Off the air, yeah. while, while you all are watching this clip that I that Nigel's put together that I <laughs> did that Jimmy wasn't paying attention to, he's like, ah, oh, my brother's like, ah, oh, get me your ID. And I'm like, why? What's wrong? Well, he's been on me for days, yeah. Is it a passport issue? And what did you say, Jimmy? <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm plugging a Fightful Select service every week so people can chip away at our staff costs. Well, because Help you're us. so fucking expensive. That's I'm why. Not that expensive. You're the for... one that puts us underwater, Sean. Just saying, you overpaid Vince Russo from the start. Yeah, but, but... If, I, if I take you out, we're profitable. Yeah, but are you? Because no, you're not. You know what's ironic, Sean? Is that in this situation, I'm NBCU and you're WWE. Well, okay. You enjoy your 32 views per video. <laughs> anyway, tell them what you told me. We're working on jet ski insurance. He needed my ID. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing! <laughs> jet ski insurance! <laughs> I think I did bring Sean. I think I did. Yeah. So, John, let me explain to you the situation, all right? Yeah, please. You know that I have a cottage. I've told you this, right? This is the first summer that we're getting the cottage on commercial insurance because we're going to rent it out. Yeah. It's a bit of a process to do that. So that's what my brother-in-law is working on. He lives there. He's a property manager over there, and that's what he's working on for me. But if I told you the rental rates for... Condo, not for cottages out on the river out there, Sean, you would shit your pants if I told you. Oh, I'm sure I would. I, I told you also off the air, I was taking a cab across Toronto last year, mm. and the cab driver said, how much would this place that he pointed at, a detached house in downtown Toronto, mm. cost where you live, or where I'm looking? Where I'm looking is Georgetown, Kentucky, and that's kind of expensive for our area. And I said, probably 150 to 175 maybe 200 if it's in a really great neighborhood and he said that house just sold for 1.8 million canadian yeah. and i said fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how it is man i thought you were looking in louisville no 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 that's way too far out of the way we're looking at georgetown kentucky eventually it's geographically, literally right in between here and Lexington to us. It's about Lexington, 20 minutes. that's what I meant, Lexington. Yeah, it's it's 20 minutes away from Lexington, so okay. it's a little bit better of a neighborhood. Okay, okay, that's cool. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more number stuff with WWE, and then we'll move on. 
The Why, first... are they getting jet ski insurance too? Oh, I bet this man has private jet insurance, Sean. He probably does. I don't have that, bud. You know? <laughs> so uh, we kind of already touched upon this. Two years ago, it was inconceivable that WWE would double UFC's domestic rights. Inconceivable. Yeah. Can you believe, like two years ago, WWE was perceived as, you know, staged fake fighting and UFC was the true live sport. More accepted, I think, right now than ever in my life. Probably it's than just, ever. Yeah. Even the rock and wrestling era, I think it's yeah. more widely accepted because there isn't like a lot of people that are like, oh, it's real. Nowadays, when you hear people say, oh, you know, it's fake. And I'm like, well, what, what entertainment are you watching? It's true. It's true. Uh, you know what I remember, and I and uh, I don't know if you remember this. There was some kind of an award show uh, in like '93. It wasn't even a show; it was just some award ceremony in like '93. And they aired a clip of it on WWE syndicated programming. And on the clip, Hulk Hogan presented an award to Vincent Man and said, "He's my boss." And that was yeah. the first time that I, as a fan, ever remember them acknowledging on television that Vincent Man is the boss of Hulk Hogan, kind of thing. Did you know before that? I don't think I did because I I, I would have been in my you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Teens and I didn't really follow the Observer or anything. So I don't yeah, think I just, I just knew him as an announcer. Yes. Until really I started to wonder why Bret Hart was blaming shit on Vince McMahon in 97. Right. I knew after, the, after that thing in 93, that's when I knew. But yeah. uh, but it's it's so different now because now the guys will talk about finishes of matches and interviews and they'll talk about it's just so accepted that it's entertainment now, and yeah. uh, and I, I agree with you I think that it's it's much more widely received now, and who would have thought even two years ago WWE would be on Fox Television? You think they'd be on FS1? Oh, you know? Yeah, that that was so, the big conversation, and nobody thought that UFC would be on ESPN either. Yeah. Here's another interesting question I have about ESPN. Two guys they hired, Ariel Hawani, one of the best journalists in the game, period. I think that really he's unmatched, but has often been at odds with Dana White. Mm -hmm. And they have him working for them mm -hmm. and running a show with Bellator's Chael Sonnen. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting and Ariel's, combination. Ariel's a big wrestling fan, too. Yes, he is. And I guarantee you that they're going to use him for that. Oh, they should. Yep, they will. They, they absolutely should. So is he done with um, MMA fighting? Is this a full-time gig? I think at the end of the month he is done with MMA fighting because he said his said his goodbyes and yeah 
that the a lot of dominoes are going to fall there. That's too, a big hit. That's a big hit. That's a big hit to MMA fighting, yeah. and they have some really great people like Mark Ramondi, who I think is awesome. But I wonder if they will. There's a lot of questions in my mind as a managing editor what they would do with that. Will that open up budget for them to get other people, or will they just be like, okay, you can't replace him, so why try to replace him? Yeah. And maybe push that towards, oh, well, that's a, something we just don't have to pay, and we can move towards even more profitability that way. What's the name well, of the show? Of, was, is it called uh, Inside MMA? M- uh, the MMA Hour. MMA Hour. They cannot continue that with somebody else. They can't. Yeah. They're going to have to just discontinue and do something else. Uh, there's only one guy who has that many connections, and he's working for Fightful.com, James Lynch. Je- so. I was going to say, Jeff Hawkins has that many connections? Jeff Hawkins has that many connections, yes. So a couple more uh, numbers things. So first and foremost, Dave Meltzer reported that Facebook paid WWE hundred grand per episode for your favorite show, the Mixed Match Challenge. And uh, there were 12 episodes. Mixed Match Madness. Yeah, Mixed Match Madness. <laughs> yeah. There were 12 episodes. That's $1.2 million, and that was essentially free money. Because the talent was there, the trucks were there. They didn't really have to do anything different. Uh, so good for them on that. Now, do you remember when I told you my story about how when somebody I knew in the company called me and said, hey, they're going to be announcing this network thing, and uh, you might want to get in on the stock. And so I got in on the stock, and then the stock tanked when the, when the announcement came out. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. And I think I bought it at 18, if I remember right, and I sold it for like 11 when it tanked. Well, wouldn't you know that this morning, uh, we're doing this on May 23rd, this morning the stock was at just under 58 bucks for a market cap of almost $4.5 billion. I remember when it was in the single digits. Yeah. Crazy. And, well, first off, a lifetime of money for somebody who isn't Vince McMahon was left on the table based on the amount that he took out whenever – he did the alpha entertainment thing just between now and then, which uh, Jeff mentioned, maybe it's class B stock instead of class a stock, but what did he get per share for that? Do you remember? I can't remember, but man, whoo boy. It's Matt. Like they're doing incredible. The the best they've ever done. And and it's it's so shocking that we're at a time when creative is in the shitter. Yeah. And yet they're doing better than they've ever done. It's uh, it's, it's amazing. You know, that's amazing. How's our time? Should we do stupid people now? Let's see. LV sports says, LV Sports Group says, admitting to insider trading again. The ball's on Jimmy V. I lost money on that deal. Well, he doesn't have the balls to— How many times do I have to uh, explain this to people? He doesn't have the balls to let his tenants jet ski without insurance, so. (laughs) Okay, now, technically, technically, they would only be doing it with my brother present. They're not doing it otherwise, because I'm not an idiot. Have you jet skied? Of course, absolutely, many times. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Why would I buy a jet ski and not use it, Sean? I don't know. I mean, don't you remember when we first started this thing and you told me, uh, "Oh, I want to buy a gold jet ski." Do you remember? You're like, yeah, "We're going to do so well on Fife, I'm going to buy a gold jet ski." Well, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I probably did. I can't remember the exact uh, the exact vehicle that I wanted to purchase, but it might have been a gold boat. Probably something like that. Might have been. You ever been on a jet ski before? I don't think so. I'm not a big open water guy. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, it looks like it'd be a blast. But yeah. yeah. Can you swim? I'm a big open water guy. Oh, yeah. I can swim really well. Okay, but... then, then there you go. There you go. Yeah, but I live next to the Ohio River, and I don't know if you've seen the movie X-Men, but I don't want to become a mutant Got it. based on what they put in this river, especially the shit that floats up from Portsmouth, Ohio. 
It's like literally shit, as, probably. Literally shit. Yeah, like as soon as you dip a toe in that river, like all of your teeth but two fall out. You'll keep two. That's the rule. So I, I feel like I shouldn't tell this story for any potential tennis, but I'll tell you. So uh, my cottage is on the St. Lawrence River. I have like a little island because it's called the Thousand Islands. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was two summers ago. Nigel might have heard this because he keeps tabs on this kind of stuff. Two summers ago, Montreal is on the other end of the St. Lawrence, right? On the east side, it's Toronto area. And then on the, on, on the, or the west side's Toronto, east side's Montreal. Like two summers ago, the Montreal sewer needed uh, some kind of repair. Uh-huh. And they decided to empty it into the St. Lawrence River so that they could then take care of any repairs that needed to be done. And my brother-in-law called me. I had just bought the cottage and said, just so you know, they just passed this thing in Montreal. They're going to be dumping the sewer into the, uh, the St. Lawrence River. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, that's good. So my place is going to smell like shit. But what ended up happening, and I, and, and I, I just want to see your reaction to this. It turned out to be fine. And you know why that was, Sean? Why? Because they determined that by the time stuff would have gotten to my area of the St. Lawrence River, the fish would have already eaten the waste. Oh, no. Oh, and you know that's happening in the Ohio River. And yep. fi- there, you see some weird mutant fish there, too. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of people don't know what the Ohio River is. If you've ever seen Great American Ballpark, Cincinnati, the Ohio River is right behind it. Technically, one time, Adam Dunn hit a home run out of the ballpark, and it bounced into the water there, and it's Kentucky property, so there was always the joke that he hit a home run into Kentucky. But, man, that was the coolest thing to ever happen to that river. <laughs> that's, about, that's about the extent of it. All right, let's go to Stupid People. This is a stupid song. It just goes on and on. You might find some meaning, but you would be wrong. Man, I feel like we've talked about nothing today because we've been talking about rights fees for, for 50 minutes. But uh, so first off, the Trevor, main, thing, main thing to talk about. And it is pretty big news. It is. It is. Yes. So first off, TrevorStrong.org, thanks for the rights to the song or the usage of the song anyway. I didn't ask for the rights. <laughs> thanks for the usage of the song. It's ours now. It's ours now. Yeah, yeah. I could buy it from you if I wanted. And uh, if, after this, if did you guys... Did you gentrify his music catalog? <laughs> is that what you did? Okay. If you go on his website and if you donate like a cent, uh, you get the MP3, Sean. Okay. He doesn't care. I'm getting him. How much did you donate? A cent. You you donated a cent. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You donated Technically, a cent. Technically, I haven't donated anything, but how much is the plug worth every week, Sean? That's true. I do see there comments on the video that are like, listen, your boy sent me eggs. Here. So there you go. So, so so we encourage you to find it on YouTube, yeah. post that, yeah. and make us feel better about ourselves. Oh, I feel fine. TrevorStrong.org. Go and check because it out. Because unlike Jimmy, I am also poor like Trevor Strong likely is. Okay, now you're judging. You don't know, Sean. He could be <laughs> sitting in a mansion in Kingston, Ontario. Like, you don't know, man. You know? Man. After this, go to FightfulSelect.com and we'll have stupid people extended for you. And I got some good ones again. So, uh, oh, some of these, Sean. And I know you've heard of some of these because some of these went viral. Uh, So let's get to the first one. This was reported by WCIV ABC4 out of Charleston, South Carolina on May 21st. Um, It's the Publix one, Nigel. Nigel Nigel can put that up. So a woman ordered a graduation cake online for her son via Publix.com. She wanted it to say summa cum laude. Because it was. Oh no! Did you not hear this one before? No, but I know where it's going. Okay, 
So she, well, the, the picture should be up. Not just putting the picture up for our, our video viewers. She wanted it to say summa cum laude, which means you know graduating with highest honors. Publix deemed it to be profane, and so when she picked up the cake, Nigel will show you what they got. They actually censored the word cum, and what she got was a cake that said summa dot 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 laude. <laughs> That's actually the cake that she got. So Publix edited that. So here, like they probably have a bot that did it. Yes, right? but but here here's the thing that really kills me, Sean. I understand that they have a filter, and I understand that the online filter would have probably caught that. I get that. Okay, they picked it up at a bakery. The baker or the cake decorator put in the dot dot dot, Sean. All right. Don't you think that the cake decorator would take two seconds, look at that, and go, "Oh, wait a second. I think that's supposed to be something else." No, they put in the dot 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 at the bakery. Yeah, but I mean, who are they to know that like that might not be that might be an inside joke for these people? They don't really know like it didn't get there. Come I on. mean, what's the name of the segment right now that yeah, we're doing? Stupid people. Okay. There That's why it's in there, Sean. <laughs> I know it's it's in there because of what is bubbles. this an Abbott and Costello routine? This is the reason yeah, I have it in there, man. Exactly. So why are you that surprised? Because there it's stupid still people. stupid. That's why. Anyway, uh, there you go. This next one. <laughs> the YouTube filters didn't catch that word in uh, the chat. But they yeah, it definitely did not dot, dot, dot it in our live oh, chat. Oh, that's cool. Oh, you can say whatever you want in the live chat. I don't care. This next I one. You. <laughs> uh, and I will. I will. This was reported by thestack.com on May 22nd. Uh, oh, this one, Sean. So there's a woman named Marcy Robin, and she's contributing editor for Allure magazine. And on May 19th, she posted this on Twitter. And Nigel's going to put this up. Quote, I bought a car today, and the dealership had me check off with a pen on paper that I'm not a robot. She then posted a photo of a recapture checkbox that they asked her to sign in person using a pen on a piece of paper. Well, I mean... You know, I'm a big fan of the Terminator movies, and you can never be too careful these days. So you I think it might have been sure, a droid? If I'm or working at Dan Cummins Chevrolet, uh-huh. there's an there's easy plug for him. Give me, give me some money off on my, my loan, guys. I want to make sure that Skynet isn't coming back and trying to fuck things up for everybody. So what you're telling me is that this dealership thought there was a chance that a what do you call it like is it what do they call it, a droid T one thousand maybe an android an android they so you're telling me that they thought there yes. was a chance that this woman buying a car buying like probably like a Corolla was an android to be one of those sex robots man science has come a long <laughs> way just wheeling and dealing on the streets in their Chevy Cruze Sean let me tell you something man this last one for the Sean Ross sap file this week I'm ready this was reported everywhere. Because it went viral on May 16. And as a matter of fact, I, I mentioned it at the end of our show last week because it came out around that time. No less than a dozen I, people have contacted me about so it. So not only did I have people on Twitter hit me up, I got some emails. I, my brother-in-law sent me a text message. Hey, did you hear about this one? I think I had all in around 20 messages from different people wanting to include this and in stupid people this week. It is by far the most requested Stupid people ever. news story ever, ever I've ever had. And uh, it has to do with my beloved Tim Hortons right here, which is probably sure why they sent does. it to us. So, 
I'm getting that coupon book just for referencing this. A woman in Langley, British Columbia, and Nigel's going to have a video clip in a second. Uh, if there's no audio, maybe you can put it up while I'm talking, Nigel. A woman in Langley, British Columbia, could be facing charges after she got into a confrontation with staff at a Tim Hortons coffee shop for non-Canadians, then pulled her pants down, took a shit on the floor, picked it up with a napkin, threw it at the staff, took another napkin, wiped her butt with it, threw that at the staff too, and then ran out. Apparently, she was pissed off because the staff denied her access to the guest bathroom, and apparently they denied her that based on past behavior, and uh, so that's how she decided to handle it. There was surveillance footage of it, and it went viral everywhere across Live Leak and YouTube. She um, handled it all right. Oh, she handled it, and it was a. She really had to go, ah. Sean. Yeah, we're not doing. The, we're doing the uncensored version. I see. Oh, absolutely. I was looking for the uncensored version. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. Okay. Yeah. This week. <laughs> hey, it was on YouTube, M- Melissa. So whatever. So that's how she handled Definitely it. Definitely thought my ass would be the first one to eventually get shown on this program, but hey. <laughs> Glad that wasn't the case. Uh, this, you want to be the next one, Sean? Sir, that is sexual harassment, and I don't have to take that. You just <laughs> said. You just, just so said. You know, it doesn't matter. You know that what? was a proposition. Sean, take it up with HR, bud. Well, listen, <laughs> you give me an extra day off the week, you start paying for my hotel and my rental car, and we'll see what happens. But, okay, so obviously I had heard about this before I watched the video. Yeah. I've got probably eight of those 10 to 12 submissions before I even watched it. I knew what was coming. Yep. I saw what – I mean, I was aware of the situation. Yep. I knew how it was going to unfold. I wasn't prepared for the video despite that. Yep. I I truly wasn't ready from it or ready for it. I'm just <laughs> – I'm baffled. I'm a little stammered right now. Really? She she went above and beyond, man. Like I don't know what that says about me, uh, Nigel and Melissa, but I didn't flinch at all. They didn't I didn't me one flinch bit. because my eyes were glued to the screen, for uh, better or for worse. I mean, uh, you've seen worse things in your own bathroom. I think it's because of my kids. Yeah, yeah I've definitely true. seen worse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, like, she shit. She picked it up, <laughs> and she said she she evaluated the situation. She said. She shook off the catcher even. She's like, no, not the curve ball. I'm bringing the heater. Yep. Then she, she was like, all right, let me wipe. I'm a lady. Then she's like, all right, now you get the curve because this one's going to have some break to it. And the napkins went there. Meanwhile, the people are just standing there like, like the other people just watching. Like, is this going on? Because they can't see her in the act of shitting. Yeah, she's on a little wall bear. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I kind of wonder, too, because you know how people are pretty fucked this day and age. I wonder if the Tim's employee, if he decided to put that shit-filled napkin on eBay, if he'd have a buyer for that. Well, I think they have a, a rule against, like, bodily fluids and stuff like that. Oh, do like they really? EBay, probably. Okay, so they then, he, then he puts it inside, like, a locket, and he sells the shit locket on eBay. He calls it the Tim Horton shit locket. Because people will buy anything, man. People are fucked up. You remember the Sasha Banks hair that was in the T-shirt? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, what did it go for? Was it like a thousand bucks or something, or hundred bucks? A viewer says, "You guys love your dick shits," and now comes, and then Pat Fannin said, "You need commas." <laughs> yes, commas go a long way in this situation. All right, well we're uh, we're gonna try to get back to wrestling after that. Why? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that Tim's one is hard to beat. Give and we've her, known about, we've known about it for a week. Give her a billion dollars over five years. I'll watch, I'll watch that out of morbid curiosity every week. For how long, Sean? Would you watch it on a loop? Five years, yeah. For five years, you'd watch that every, every Friday, Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, have you watched Raw lately? I practically do. I've, fair. That's fair. I've actually missed the last two weeks because of my move. Lucky you. That's why I told you on Monday night I was busy with Rogers on the phone for two hours, but it was a blessing in disguise because I got to miss the Lashley sister segment. You sure did. Yeah. That was one of the worst segments I've ever seen. It was really bad. I saw it later on. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So let's 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 uh, let's move on. So um, speaking of WWE, we were talking about live events earlier. They just wrapped up a European tour. And this is why I said that they shouldn't completely scrap live events. A lot of the talent seemed pretty stoked by the European tour. I saw a photo of Ronda Rousey with a bunch of the crew in uh, Paris. I saw a clip of Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman eating uh, Vienna sausage in Vienna. Uh, now, of course, I've got to mention one of my new favorites, Sami Zayn. He's become one of my favorites since he turned heel. Nigel, put up that video clip. This was... I didn't know there was audio with that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was Sami Zayn on the European tour, tag teaming with uh, Samoa Joe, uh, dancing to Samoa Joe's music the way that only Sami Zayn can. The guy is the greatest swarmy heel in the company right now. I think he's awesome. So good for him. And uh, I think that's all I had to say about that one, Sean. I think that's all I had to say. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I wanted to mention. So... Everybody is so easily shitting on creative this week, the Lashley Sisters segment and all that. And you know, Sean, as we did a couple weeks ago, I want to look for the positives, right? So let's look at a couple of positives from WWE television this week. First and foremost, we got Daniel Bryan against Jeff Hardy on SmackDown. I know you said on the post-SmackDown show it was Jeff Hardy's first submission loss in how many years? 15 years. 15 years. And a singles match at the very least, yeah. So there's that. And then next week, we're going to get Daniel Bryan against Samoa Joe for the first time in over 11 years. That's going to be fun. Uh, One of our Fightful Select uh, sponsor-level contributors, Alex Anderson, is going to be there. He'll be on the Members Only podcast next month, and we'll kind of recount his experience there. Awesome. So that's cool. And then on top of that, it looks like finally, finally – WWE is ready to embrace Rusev and Aiden English as baby faces. I hope. Now, if this week's SmackDown is any indication, so Aiden English did the intro for Lana. And you know how. It was great. It was great, but you know how with Rusev, he would do the song, everybody would love it, but then he would shit on the town, right? Yeah. He didn't do that this week. I know. It was pure baby face. Lana came out dancing like Carlton. From Fresh Prince of Bel Air, she is a much better dancer than Carlton. She is actually an exceptional dancer. Yeah, but she was trying her best to be funny, though the way she did it. Yes, she was trying her best. Uh, the whole thing was full babyface, and uh, the crowd was actually chanting "Lana Day" at the end. I thought it was a great segment. I'm ready to see them all be babyfaces, and I hope they embrace it and don't have them shitting on the town again next week. Yeah, she's over, man, and Aiden's over, and, and Rusev's, Rusev's over, over for sure, for sure. I've always said it's a lot harder to build likable people than not likable people and if you have that you should probably embrace it and do it well elias could do the same thing all he has to do is not shit on the town at the end of his gimmick exactly deal. same thing you, you have a baby face and you know what's killer is if somebody said to say vincent man uh, two years ago 
How would you feel if you have a guy and all he does is sing, hmm, like that, and the crowd pops? How would you feel about that? He'd be like, that'd be great, right? Yeah. How would you feel if you have a guy and all he does is do one strum on his guitar and the crowd pops? Oh, that'd be great. Well, now Keep you in got mind it. the people who didn't get that gimmick over. Road Dog and Billy Gunn became one of the most over teams of yes. all time. As a and rib. they couldn't get that same gimmick over. Right. Jeff right. Jarrett couldn't get that gimmick over. Right. I mean, they, Road Dogg and, and Billy Gummer put together as a rib. Yeah. They weren't supposed to get over. So that in itself is a great story, you know. But anyway, uh, moving on. Did you hear about the little all-in angle that Cody did with Flip Gordon? Kind of. I think it's very clever. I really liked it. And, uh, and it goes to show the power of the internet because this is going to help uh, attendance with a couple of independent promotions. We're in a different world now for pro wrestling. So on Being the Elite, Cody Rhodes told Flip Gordon – that he'll book him for the all-in show? Yeah. Did you ever heard about this? Yes, yes. Okay. In order for him to get booked on the all-in show, he has to win a tag team match uh, on, a, on a show promoted by Russell Pro on June 8 in New Jersey. And what they did was Cody said, I'm going to draw two names out of a hat. You're going to take on those two names, and you get to pick your partner. He then, yeah. drew, he then drew two names. One of them was MJF, um, who I, I will admit I'd never heard of. He's, he's great. Okay, if, he's not, if he's not in the WWE by the end of next year, something's wrong. So he was one of them, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. The other was Madison Rain. Uh, and then Cody said, okay, you get to pick a female because I picked a male and a female. It's going to be a mixed tag, and you get to pick a female. Flip Gordon did the brilliant thing, and he picked Cody's wife, Brandy, as his partner. Who has a broken clavicle. And I was going to say, is she even going to be cleared? Like, can she even wrestle? I would be shocked, but also, shout-outs to Brandy Rhodes. She worked, like, two matches with a broken clavicle before she even got checked out. Right. You can say what you want about her getting the opportunities about based on who she's married. That's tough. It is. It That's is. some toughness. And she's it a is. great character, too. Well, I thought that, that this little angle, even though it was just, like, a little online show angle, I thought it was really clever. And, yeah. uh, and so now the idea is that the whole team will, will be at all in if the team wins, meaning that, of course, Cody's probably going to help them win now, right, for Brandy. So yeah. I thought that was very clever. I really like that. Did you hear that a former WCW world champion returned to the ring recently? Yes, David Her- Arquette. David Arquette. You got that picture, Nigel? He showed up at a wrestling school in Richmond, Virginia called RC's Wrestling School run by a guy named Ref Chris Sharp. I guess he's done stuff with Impact Wrestling as a referee. Yeah. Uh, and apparently David Arquette, it wasn't just a thing where he came, did a few spots, and, and shook a few hands, took a few photos. Apparently he stayed for an entire session, uh, and he trained with the rest of the class in, in a normal session, but he did film it for a documentary apparently. So and not oh, just yeah, that he ain't fun. doing that for fun. He's not doing it for fun. Right, yeah. right. So there's that. Uh, Enzo Amore. I'm making Nigel work now because we've got a photo of this one too. <laughs> he posted on his Instagram yesterday, May 22nd, quote, I'll be breaking my social media silence in Times Square at 9.15 p.m. Oh on May 28th, which is Memorial Day, for one big IG how you doing. What do you think the, the, the plan is, Sean? He's going to announce his self-financed rap album in a shitty clothing line and... <laughs> I don't know, give a link to his SoundCloud, probably. <laughs> By the way, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you sound excited, man. You sound excited. I'm, I'm not. I mean, good for him. Uh, I can tell you that I interviewed the accuser, and boy, was that messy. Yeah. And 
everybody involved in that situation from top to bottom. How I would classify them is a fucking idiot. All yeah. of them. Yeah. So I'm just glad that it's over for now. I I hope nobody got raped. And that's really all I can say. Well, when, yeah. when the best thing I can say is, I hope nobody got raped, that should... That speaks volumes about the situation. I was going to say, we definitely have to move on. Yes, we do. <laughs> Did you move hear... on to the second clip of this Conan, Sammy Callahan, <laughs> uncovered discussion that I had? <laughs> Take a listen. Uh, Sammy, I know that you've uh, been on a couple of cards with Brian Pillman Jr., who has just kind of started his wrestling journey. Do you have any impressions of him early on and, and what you think of him? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pillman Jr. has started training with me, Dave and Jake, at the OI4K Wrestling Academy in Dayton, Ohio. We just opened up. We have like 23 students right now, but uh, he'd already been training for a little bit at OVW, uh, and he wanted to just uh, train under some new people, learn some new things, and we've kind of taken him under our wing now for the last couple of weeks, and uh, he's hungry. He has a great look. He's, he's going to be a big star, like it or not, no matter what. So I'd rather him jump on our bandwagon and be part of our team while we can get him and uh, really help him and gear him towards the right direction. Man, Conan, any thoughts of that? Have you, have you seen any of uh, Pillman Jr. yet? No, I have not. I met him when he – I actually went to the Brian Pillman Memorial, so he was like a little kid at that time. Um, yeah, I haven't seen nothing of him, and I hope that, you know, uh, he pick, picked up a lot of his dad's characteristics because his dad was one of my favorite realest guys that ever existed in this business and i and i and i give a little shout out to sammy and his crew because they're they're starting to produce a lot of talent out there i've actually used a couple other boys and then uh they're well trained like i used trey miguel um who's another guy that i use from 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 your camp uh sammy uh what was the question again i'm sorry you kind of broke up at the end i, I was actually putting you over which will be the last time during this call which was I was saying that you have a school and you've been putting out some really good prospects because he was asking me about Brian Pillman Jr. And I used Trey Miguel, and there's another guy I used from that you guys trained that was very good too. I mean, you guys are starting to really produce some good, uh, you know, uh, talent down there. Absolutely. Uh, we brought Trey Miguel into the world, and uh, now he's working for Arrow Lucha, and he's going to start blowing up even more this year. We have Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. Desmond Xavier already wrestling for Impact Wrestling, big star there. Uh, they're over at Dragon Gate right now, absolutely killing it together. Uh, now we have Brian Pillman Jr. We have a lot of really good young guys coming through our system. Uh, we're trying to build our own territory in the Midwest. Uh, we're trying to build our own thing and say where the Midwest is where it's at in America right now. We just had uh, MJF and Ace Romero, who are two great young guys, moved to our area gum under our wing and uh, start working for all of our promotions. And uh, this is just the start of things. We're going to have more and more and more and more people uh, move in. We just got a, a wrestler that just moved here from Syria that wanted to start training uh, that speaks Arabic and a couple other languages that he has a ton of potential. Uh, the sky's the limit for our school right now. And I think in the next couple of years, like our guys are going to be the guys uh, getting booked everywhere. And we're back. We're back with uh, noted cancer lover Jimmy Van <laughs> and Sean Ross Sapp. How can Here you say Fight something like that, man? Well, you said that when you brought me back to Toronto, you were going to have people hold me down yeah. and cut my hair. Yeah. And then I said, well, we'll donate it. First off, that's assault. Second off, I'm saving it up for a good cause. Also, 
I have learned it is very hard to even get to the point to where you can start to donate it because it has to be a certain length after a ponytail, and I'm not anywhere close. I mean, I'd make sure you had a good meal before we talk to you to the ground, you know? Wow, yeah. So you'd yeah. be all right. You'd be in a nice I, hotel I will room. Say, and... you, made, you made sure I had a good meal the last time I was there. And, and B, shout-outs to, to B for, for picking the spot and for Greg for guilting you into it. So. No, he didn't guilt me into it. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. I, well, I guess he kind of did because I felt sorry for him. I felt <laughs> sorry was... for him because he was hammered on the phone trying to he plead was... his case. He was, and like, he was oh, hammered. Yeah. And That's I was like, here. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're here's like, this friggin' like, yeah. drunk piece of shit trying to sell me on. Dude, I was like, just fucking do it. Let's I do it. it. He was like, but SRS, he's here in Toronto. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the situation. Yeah. I brought him here. Yeah. yeah. I just saw him. Uh-huh. What else you got on the list? Did you hear about the NXT live show in Dallas last week? It depends in what context you mean. So, you know how we have kind of been on WWE, and I realize NXT and WWE not necessarily the same in some respects. Not yeah, the same. I mean, NXT is way below Era Lucha, in which we are minority owners of. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we're sending we're sending Pat Fan in there next month. Well, kind of. He just took it upon himself. He's going to go to the taping. Awesome. That's good. Well, they did a live show in Dallas last week, and apparently they were, it was part of a tour. And on that tour, Cassius Ono, who everybody knows is Chris Hero, was wrestling Chad Lale every night. And Cassius Ono was known going- as Gunner. Sorry, Sorry to formerly known as Gunner in TNA. Okay, and uh, Ono was going over every night on the tour. When they were in Dallas, the, they were wrestling again. The plan was for Ono to go over again, but for some reason, the crowd in Dallas was rooting for Chad Lale, and so they called an audible, and Lale went over. Good idea. And I, 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 I thought that I saw that, and I thought to myself. Everybody gets on WWE for not listening to their audience and they're not turning a lies baby face and all this kind of stuff. At least we know that in some small way, even though it was a very minor thing, live event in Dallas, whatever, at least in some small way they were listening to their fans that night. And harmless. It did nothing but positive. I mean, it built built a little goodwill. It did something good for the fans and somebody that, uh, that the crowd is just, you know, the crowd is important to them. Now, speaking of NXT, lately they've been using some of their main roster talent that aren't really being used to show up at NXT and, and pop a rating. What the hell was that? Now, what was it? What was that? Did you guys oh, hear motor- that? Motorcycle, motorcycle drove by. <laughs> okay, okay. And I thought about doing the show on my porch one day this summer. <laughs> it sounded like you just hit a piano note. Yeah. That's what it said. Like, like you went, dumb. Like a truck horn? Yeah, something like that. So the Revival did an appearance at, uh, at an NXT Live event. Tyler Breeze did one. Uh, Sasha Banks said that she wants to do one. So this is what they're doing to help pop, pop uh, attendance at some of the NXT shows. They're bringing main roster guys that they're not really using and uh, putting them back in NXT. I wish they – yeah, I wish they would. Yeah. For more – like Dana Brooke should probably be back in NXT tomorrow. It's true. Authors of pain. They're doing nothing. I get the feeling they're waiting on something worthy for them because they're all like you look at them and you can't just have them in a middling feud where mm-hmm. they're doing fifty fifty in the match. That's just not it. Just can't work for me. I think but that at the they same were time, too... I'm like, why? Why did you debut them? Because I think it was post mania and they felt like they needed to. Yeah. And then once they did, because post mania is the biggest raw of the year, of course. And so they did it, and then they they split them from Paul Ellering to get that done. But then once that was done, now they're like, okay, well, let's see. We have to have Elias and Bobby Roode wrestle for the eighth time in a row on television. So uh, 
we're going to have to put you guys off to the side till next week, I guess, you know? Yeah, so. several weeks. And I mean, then Usos and the club, Carl Anderson and Gallows just popped up last night and had a top contender match. And I'm like, all right, nice to see you all on right. TV. Right, right, yeah. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that the whole John Cena, Nikki Bella, you know, breakup? Work. Yes, right? Cena's on the Today Show. He's suddenly he's grown a vagina. He's uh, professing his love for Nikki Bella in an over-the-top manner. Uh, Nikki Bella's talking like she's all of a sudden the, the decision-maker in the whole thing. Led to the premiere of Total Bellas this season. That's what, that's what tells me it's very convenient timing that led to the premiere of Total Bellas this season. And even though they had that big breakup on the show, and even though they had John Cena on mainstream television talking about it, it did a pretty abysmal rating. Flat on its face. Do you think that Total Bellas, it's uh, run its course? Yeah. I do. Especially if they can't get a a pop a rating for this. Right. Because I had a lot of people who have no interest in wrestling asking me about the relationship status of one Nikki Bella and one John Cena mm-hmm. like all the time I'm fielding questions about that mm-hmm. you also have Daniel Bryan teasing his comeback so I mean that get can't garner any interest for that either yeah I think it's run its course but I mean who knows maybe total maybe E is thrilled with that number for all we know uh apparently they're happy with crappy numbers all the time so I mean it's whatever. over 100,000 viewers less than the premiere of the last season I don't know. Yeah, that, that can't be positive. No, no, it can't be. Last minute. How, how do you think Miz's uh, show will do this summer? I, I mean, I guess it comes. It's on E as well. I mean, it can't be any worse than Grizzly, right? Okay, you always talk about this. I've never seen this show. I don't know what the show is. Is it on E as well? No, it's on USA. It's often used as a lead-in or a follow-up to Raw. Okay. It's so bad that I make sure that while I do my podcast, I change the channel to absolutely anything So else. what? what is it about? So it's a reality show. It's a terrible reality show, yeah. What's it about? I wish I could explain it. It's that bad. You can't explain it's it. It's real bad, man. It's really? real bad, yeah. Huh. Another bullshit scripted reality show? Oh, it's so terrible. Oh, it's one of those. All right. All right. Yeah. I guess last but not least on my list this week, did you hear about Eric Bischoff's reply to Mikey Whipwreck? I saw Mikey Whipwreck's tweet, but I didn't see Eric's. So I have... It was begging for, it's begging for something, though. I saw Mikey's. So I have personal experience with Mikey Whipwreck. I booked him on some shows back in the day. He was awesome to me. He did whatever I wanted him to do. He even wrestled like twice a night for two or three nights in a row for me because we were taping it. Yeah. Uh, and he was really good. So Whipwreck posted on Twitter on May 18th. And what I find weird about this whole thing is that he claims that he was actually sitting with Bischoff having drinks. And yet he's tweeting about Bischoff. Yeah, red flag. It's odd. But uh, he said, having a few beverages with Eric Bischoff, maybe I should ask him why my WCW career went nowhere. Bischoff's reply, there's a mirror in the men's room. Start there and get back to me with any questions. Owned. Yeah. Mic Mic drop on that one, man. All due respect to Mikey Whipwreck. I mean, he was very, very, very fortunate to get a WCW deal. Yes, he was. Very fortunate. And it wasn't ever going to work out for him there. Under any circumstances, was it going to work out for him there? And that's not a condemnation of his talent level or his potential or anything. It just was never going to work out for him there. And, I mean, he beat Steve Austin in ECW. That doesn't mean you're supposed to be the next big thing in WCW. Agreed. I mean, he looked like a fan. And that's not disparaging That was the gimmick. Yeah, I mean, I know. I know. 
But well, yeah. he showed up at the Janela Spring Break, and the man was massively overweight. Oh, but was he? He looked good in the ring. Yeah, he could still go. He, he was could actually good. Still, yeah, he could actually still go. And uh, I tweeted about that, and he actually tweeted me back and started to follow me. But <sighs> did I tell you my story about him and uh, and the ring that we rented for a show? No. So Mikey Whipwreck comes over to me. We rented a ring from like this third party guy, and Mikey Whipwreck comes over to me. He goes. Uh, have you been in the ring? And I said, no, I haven't seen it. He said, it smells like shit. And I said, well, what can I do about it now? And he's like, do you have like some Lysol or something? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, and I, I looked at one of the guys. I was like, hey, we have any Lysol in this building? They went to one of the bathrooms in the building. Oh, they God. got a can of Lysol. They gave it to Mikey Whiprack. He went in the ring, sprayed the whole ring down with Lysol. <laughs> it's the little things that matter I'm guys just, you all can hear more stories like that in Jimmy's uh, book that is available on FightfulSelect.com for our $10 subscribers uh, lots of fun stuff in that of course we got tons of podcasts extras okay, just go you, over you there, say lots it. of fun stuff in that have you actually read it yet no not yet so how do you know there's lots of fun stuff <laughs> in it because I'm shilling a fucking product, Jimmy. But you're so that's doing how it, I know. You're doing it under fraudulent circumstances. No, I'm not. You haven't actually read the book you're promoting. Well, if you give me time off, pay for my hotel and my <laughs> rental cars, maybe I'd have the time. You know what? I'm going to assign you homework for this week, Sean. You assigned me Star Wars one time. Did you watch and, it? Yeah, I watched it. And? and I, didn't like, I didn't like it, and I surmised that it was because... Despite the fact that I had never watched the, that movie, yeah, I knew who all the characters were yeah. and what they did, and a lot of that was an introduction. So it was it was a lot of wasted time for me. So it was episode four that you watched, the very first one. Yeah, the first one that they produced was yeah. the first one I watched. I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah, yeah. episode any Okay, okay, it's a classic movie. How can you not like it, Sean? Alex Andreessen says that he loves his fightful mug. By the way, oh yeah, I haven't got one yet. That's nice. Well, um. <laughs> There, there's a woman in the same room as you. She goes by the handle at IRL Tweener on Twitter. Uh-huh. Ask her why you don't have one. Yeah, why don't I have a mug that I paid for? You want to pay for the shipping to Canada? <laughs> uh, I mean, what is it? Three bucks to ship it from oh, Canada? No. Oh, no. To South Carolina, it was like seven or eight. Oh, okay. So across the border, we're probably looking at 10, 12-ish, probably. Yeah. And the mug itself probably costs about 10 bucks. Oh, no. Probably less than that. Uh. I, I did really well on that. Yeah, go ahead. Get rid of Sean. We're profitable if we get rid of Sean's salary. I mean, I could show you the spreadsheet, Sean. <laughs> I had somebody. I don't care about what you have spreading. Again, cut it with the sexual harassment <laughs> for one. But we had somebody on Fightful Select that was like, you all should do a show where you break down the budget. And I said, for my sake, let's not. Yeah. Let's said, put, let, how let, about no? Let, let's put it like this. So the spreadsheet has like green for positive, red for negative, right? And when you look at the daily, green, 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 then payday, red. It's basically <laughs> what, that's basically what's you know been what? happening. Here's, here's a simple idea that I use to make myself feel better. I blame Melissa. Hmm. And it, it works out a lot better when I just do that. <laughs> there you go. Whatever makes you feel better, man. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. What else you got going on this week, Jimmy? Uh, I'm trying to get back into, this, into the into the the general scheme of things. You know, I'm I'm, I'm still moving. I got my kid's uh, first birthday in about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Going to do a party at the Ow. house for that. 
yeah. and has been. It, my God, it's it's hard to believe it's been that long. Yeah, because you were posting bullshit uh, photos saying you're in Toronto in the delivery room of a woman that didn't, you know, wasn't my wife. No, I, I didn't post bullshit videos. I was there. Uh, the I woman in the ran. photo was not my physically. wife, Sean. Well, you can't prove that. <laughs> I physically ran. I brought her a DVD, season one of Riverdale. Yeah. And I was, I watched it. You know, I was there. I was emotionally supportive while you were nowhere to be found. I was, I was making the most of the money that you pay me. You know that a couple of nights ago, Sean, we didn't have the cable ready in our house yet. But oh, we, did, we did have internet, and I had to sit through the season finale of Riverdale. I feel bad for you because I was nowhere near my home while that was being broadcast. Now, I'm not going to dis- – I don't, I don't want to disrespect people that watch that show, but there was a supposedly dramatic scene where they're yelling at each other, calling each other Archie and Jughead. Yeah. How are you supposed to get into that shit, Sean? Uh, you're telling me. It's you're telling absurd. me, man. Cody Rhodes so is a fan of the show. Get out of here. I saw it on Twitter. He says he's a fan of the show. I always knew he Cody. was the least talented Rhodes brother. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, I am not. Uh, yeah, not Cody, you're not your dad, all right? There you go. Keep watching Riverdale. That's rude. <laughs> Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow him at Jimmy Van 74 Follow us at Fightful Online. We've got like seven Twitter handles. Go to all of them. FightfulWrestling.com. I have some news on the NXT taping schedule. I have some news on the WWE schedule. The Fightful Wrestling Weekly that drops on Fridays has about a 1,000 words worth of exclusives. You can get that early if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. And, of course, subscribe to our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You know that Archie that was accused well of murder? It. Archie was accused of murder. And there was a scene where the police went to the door and said very seriously, Archie Andrews? <laughs> And again, I was watching it going, you just said Archie Andrews. And, and the actor very clearly has uh, like dark hair that they're trying to dye red and didn't quite take. You know what I'm talking about? You know when you see that where someone's got dark hair and they try to dye it red and yeah. it doesn't quite work out? That's what the actor has with black eyebrows. Well, when I was little, Archie was for geezers. Oh, yeah? The comic strip and the comic and all that stuff. Yeah, but it, it's continued on all this time, right? Yeah, evidently. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I never get it. understood the side of his head. He had like dots in his hair on the side of his head. Yeah, and I never understood what that was supposed to be about. I don't want to understand it, guys. <laughs> stupid people extended fightfulselect dot com. Go check it out. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.